Hey guys, welcome back to the Crunch Time Podcast. It's, this is episode three. We're joined by my co-host, Arian. And today we are just going to be talking about all about the NBA. You know, we're almost pretty much near halfway through the season. And we're just going to go through our takes, just kind of analyze who we think is going to be the MVP. Just kind of predictions. Um, we have like a bunch of stats just loaded up and we're just going to dive right into it. Yeah, we're just about quarter of the way done of the NBA season, guys. I think the playoffs, playoffs start around like April 14th, so like right after my birthday, which is going to be nice. Uh, anyway, yeah, we're going to get hot takes going. Obviously, the NBA regular season has six trophies. Uh, Coach of the year, MVP, defensive player of the year, sixth mm-hmm. man of the year, uh, most improved player, and missing one. Yeah, I think I should. Defeat, defensive okay. player, next man, coach, most improved. Rookie, rookie of the year. So we're gonna start one by one. First of all, we're gonna start with. Oh, we'll start with rookie of the year. Who do you think your rookie of the year is gonna be? For rookie of the year, to be honest, I don't know. Right now, wait. I want to hear your. I want to hear your take first. Mine is actually very clear. Okay, hold up. I have it on my phone. All, all the stats. Okay. From Toronto. Well, not from Toronto. He's playing in Toronto. It's Scotty Barnes, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, this guy is probably the most versatile rookie that's ever come out of this class because he's 6'7", okay? Averaging just over 16 points per per game. He's shooting more than 50% from the field, okay? He's a wing player. And the thing thing I like about Raptors right now is even if they're not a championship contending team, playoff contending team, they have a bunch of wings. They have Siakam, who can run the four. They have OG, who runs the three. Along with Scotty Barnes, who's a starter, along with uh, Gary Trent Jr., who's another wing defender. They have so many wings. I think this Raptor team is, is low key clutch. Your rookie of the year so far. Okay. So, like, yeah, you bring up a good point about Barnes, especially since I feel like when he got drafted, we were, so the Raptors, when we were talking about who we we're going to pick, a lot of people thought we were under the impression that we were going to get Jalen Suggs. Um, so like when we went with like Scotty Barnes, everyone was like, who is this guy? You know, we're, we're like kind of like just punching ourselves because we're like, damn, like why would Masai do that? But then his performance overall, I feel like on the court, it's been really nice. I think Cade Cunningham also as well might be someone to like look out for. Uh, I think it's between those two for sure. The thing about, um, the thing about Cade Cunningham is his game, he's had a bunch of slow games so far. So, and yeah. because he was like the first overall, I don't know if it would be a good pick for first overall because Usually, like, if you look down the history books, like, the rookie of the year hasn't even gone to the first overall. It's gone to, like, the second or third. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, for example, Zion didn't win. It was, it was Ja, you know? Oh, yeah, Ja Morant, yeah. So, you do break up a good point about that. But I think I think Scotty Barnes could secure it because he's playing really well and the Raptors are playing really well as well. Yeah, that's, that's the thing about Raptors. Like, we're really good at, like, developing... No, I say we like I'm part of the team, but like you know, my home team is the Raptors. By the way, <laughs> okay, it's like I feel like it's like yeah, Raptors is a home team for us. So yeah, I feel like we're really good at developing players. You know, we like you see what we did with Siakam. You know, uh, OG Ananobi. You know, who's like one of his first tasks as a rookie when he was a rookie is to guard LeBron. LeBron. So like, yeah. So like you can see like you know we're really good with our young guys, and I feel like Raptors especially is in like a really interesting spot when it comes to rebuilding, you know, we lost a lot of essential players over the years with like contracts, especially Lowry over the off season. So right now 
I guess like yeah, Scotty Barnes is gonna be like a great addition, someone we can like develop alongside Fred VanVleet as well. Oh yeah. So yeah. So I was gonna really say, cool. um, who was the Raptors coach? Uh, Dwayne Casey. Yeah, Nick Nurse. Oh, Dwayne Casey. Back then, so he put <laughs> uh, rookie OG Ananobi on 2018 LeBron James, who was averaging like 33, 12, and 10. Yeah. Not as smart. Anyways. Um, yeah. Also, let us know if you guys want us to do this again once down the line. You know, maybe like halfway down the season, we could update our picks. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, the next one we're gonna talk about is. Well, we'll do we'll do most improved player. Who's your most improved player? Spark. Ooh. Keep in mind, you can't really win it twice. You're gonna be oh, okay. Let's give me your first. I see. Yeah. Hmm. I think. I feel like. Wait. Hmm. I feel like I don't know. I really don't know who's most improved for this one. I actually don't have like a take on for most improved. I feel like most improved we see a lot like the guys for most improved go off maybe around like the February March area we saw that for like um Julius Randle when he like really went off like <laughs> earlier this year so like for me right now I don't really have someone who I think is like most improved okay not bad I, I do have a couple people okay um, so mainly is Tyler Hero from Miami Heat I, he is so wow. contention for six man of the year I think is coming off the bench and scoring a bunch in so many of the Miami Heat games which I've been following been the top scorer over Jimmy and Bam and Kyle and you know he's, he's been really really clutch as well like this year especially obviously we know he can shoot but he's developed more as a player even though he's very young he's like his first season isn't it he's a, he's a defender he's, a, he's built like a defender if you look at him he's sort of lanky but he can also pass the ball now which is good be my most improved player if not uh if not him i would probably go with lonzo chicago. oh yeah, yeah that's a good pick that's a good pick uh obviously i don't even have i'm gonna talk about chicago a lot in this episode but he is doing mm-hmm. insanely good right now the chicago team is doing insanely good right now yeah i think yeah now that you bring that up actually like tomorrow especially has been going off with like the new bulls team i feel like he was like underlooked a lot of ways and like when he was in san antonio Ever since he like he re- left the Raptors, like he hasn't been in like the spotlight. I feel like um, mainly because like, our friends like really like praised him a lot and like you know the media attention towards him. But with this new look, like Bulls team, it, it looks exactly like he was on Raptors. You know, being that mid-range fadeaway kind of like that Kobe flair to him as well. Like he's just playing like he's in like he's in his bag right now. So like tomorrow, yeah, I feel like yeah. Uh, the spotlight definitely died down, and when he went to San Antonio with um, with Aldridge, had a couple of runs in the playoffs, in which they did well. And looking underrated duo, but obviously he's doing so good. He's actually in the MVP race, which we're gonna get to later in this video. Ooh, okay, yeah. So if he like, yeah, I feel like MVP. If he's not like MVP, which I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of other guys who are more like to the MVP level. We'll get to that, but yeah, we're gonna get into. Wouldn't be a bad pick. Wouldn't be a bad pick for most improved for sure. Um, next up, we're gonna cover one of the ones that is very difficult to call, especially if you don't follow the game. Yeah. Because for most of these players, you can just look at their stats and determine how they're doing. This one is gonna be coach of the year. You can look yeah. at box scores and stuff, but you're not gonna really be able to tell whether a coach is making the right transitions, the right um, lineups. You know, is he making the right choices for the team? Because obviously it's a coach, he's not going to play on the court. 
I think might have to be like Steve Nash for me. I feel like Nash really deserves it this year because like especially with the Brooklyn Nets and like all the problems that they have, like you know, we don't have to really get into it, you know, some players are not really on the court, you know. Um, so like <laughs> So yeah, I feel like as a coach, imagine just being in that position where like one of your star players and now you had to like leave him out of the equation and now you had to come up with new solutions to that it's just i feel like he get he doesn't get as much credit as he deserves i didn't even think about steve nash well most of the most of the coaches in the league don't even have two top five players like harden and kd you know yeah well, that's true harden but, hasn't been playing like himself until recently and kd's been going up so I do get steve nash i think it's a pretty underrated pick. And, and you got to remember he's like so new to this job right and he's like still learning the ropes he's not like doesn't have like as much experience and you know obviously he's an nba player he has that experience but being in the coaching position he's still relatively new i think the more time he gets as a coach he's just going to like be stronger ah uh, let's see the brooklyn team is looking scary me again yeah. i told you i'm going to talk about chicago a lot my coach the year thus far has to be yeah. really, billy donovan he's been doing such a good job with the chicago team let me tell you you get a team with DeRozan and Zach Levine and Lonzo and Vucevic. What's the first thing that comes in your mind? Who's going to get the ball? Who's going to hit the clutch shots? Who's going to get the most shots on the team? Obviously, Vuce is going to get shots because he's one of the best centers in the league. DeRozan's been playing like an MVP. Lonzo's getting better and Zach Levine's an all-star. It makes you wonder how the hell can a coach fit all these personalities on the team and get them to all succeed? Not only are they succeeding, they're one of the best teams in the East currently. I think the best team in the East yeah. is the best record, but been doing great so far he's my coach of the year if not billy donovan i'm gonna have to go with eric spolstra miami oh okay um, it's miami i mean he's been doing amazing so uh, that one's pretty uh self-explanatory <laughs> next one we're gonna talk about uh we've covered we've covered most improved player we've covered rookie coach of the year mm -hmm. and uh, so we did six men oh we didn't do six men we'll do six men okay i want to hear your um your pick for six men. Mine's a pretty underrated pick. I don't think anyone has talked about it. Carmelo Anthony for the Los Angeles Lakers. He, I've been following every single Lakers game thus far, and he has been, to say the least, he's honestly been one of the best players on the team because LeBron's been out and there. AD, even though he's played, he's had games where he's only scored like 15 points. Also, Westbrook has been not the best fit, but he's had a couple games where you know you're like, wow, this is like OKC Russ. Carmelo Anthony has been one of the most consistent players on the team because he comes off the bench, he shoots threes. The veteran, so he can yeah. pass the ball. His defense needs a little bit of work, but in general, he has been the sixth man of the year for me thus far. The runner-up would probably be Jordan Clarkson from Utah. Okay, yeah. I feel like, yeah, Carmelo Anthony, just like everything that's going on with his career, like, you know, he had like that rough patch where like, the Rockets like really did him dirty by like just like not um you know he has like some complications with with the Rockets and he felt like disrespected by them um because he was like there for like a, such a short period and then like he was yeah and then he also had to like accept the role of like six men you know how there's like that one clip of him when the reporter's like oh how do you what are your thoughts about like coming off the bench and he's like me like I'm I'm not coming off the bench right yeah yeah, yeah. He still had, yeah he still had like that like sort of ego with him he's like yo i'm like a star player but then he came around and like accepted like you know it's a different time now and then i feel like he's like really living up to that like role 
and like you see in like the Lakers, like they can always rely on him to kick it out to him. He's like knocking down shots. It, it still feels like that prime Carmelo, you know? Definitely played really well. And you brought up a good point because obviously he went to Portland after that. At, at his mm-hmm. age, he's not playing as well as LeBron or Chris Paulers. He's not going to be a starter. Yeah. There's a bunch of teams in the league which he actually would start for, but the Lakers isn't one of them because they just need Melo off the bench. Like the Lakers have LeBron, AD, and Russ. Their defense has been terrible this season. They need defenders on the court. When Melo comes off the bench, not only does he have this firepower with him, he has this veteran presence. You know, when you see Melo checking in the game, opposition's like, well, damn, you know, Russ, LeBron, and AD just checked out, and now Melo's checking in. You know, it, it, yeah. it, it sort of has that firepower and that, that sort of name to him, that shine that, you know, Melo's a superstar. Like, maybe not now, but he was. And he, he definitely plays like it now. So, um, that's a good, that's a good. Wait, wait for uh, Miami, is Tyler Hero in, like, the starting lineup for them right now? No, he comes off the bench. So, yeah, he can also be considered, as if for you, if he's, like, also, wait, you put him as your most improved? Yeah. Or rookie? Yeah, most improved. So, um, yeah, he can also be a, a good six man too. The, the Miami starting five, I'm pretty sure, is Kyle, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy, uh, yeah, PJ Tucker, Bam, Tucker and Bam. Yeah, I think that's what Bam. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, speaking of Bam, we have come to the Defensive Player of the Year. Who are you gonna go with? Hmm. For Defensive Player of the Year. I feel like, I don't know, <laughs> I'll always pick, I'm not defensive. My top three, by the way. Do you have a top three for defensive? Top three. Probably gonna take- I mean, I, I really don't want to pick someone who's already got it. That's the problem. Like, I hate picking people who already got their awards, you know? There's only one guy you could pick who's never won it. That's in my top three. Is it, is Anthony Davis there in your top three? No? Oh, shit. Like, Never mind. Probably, I don't know. I don't know, because, like, Rudy Gobert is always, like, contender for that shit. And is he three-time winner, isn't he? He's going to be probably many, probably going to be, like, five times by the end of his career. He's just, like, one of the, yeah. like, the amount of rebounds he grabs. Um, yeah, I think Rudy Gobert, to be honest, might, might be defensive. Um, yeah. Wait, I want to know your top three. Rudy's definitely in my top three, obviously. Three-time defensive player of the year. Nickname is the Eiffel Tower because he's 7-1. He can rim protect like none other. Um, he's actually a very useful asset on offense as well. People just think he's a good defensive player. But offensively, he's actually not bad at picking rolls. Um, and he's not the biggest lob threat because he's not the most athletic guy. But definitely one of the best shot blockers to ever play the game. That's for sure. Um, he'd probably be like second or third on my list. I don't know exactly where. Uh, he'd be second. My number three would be Draymond Green. Oh, okay. Wow, I did not expect that. I think he's a two-time winner or a one-time winner. I think he's a one-time winner. He's part of the reason why the Warriors are like, what, 15-2 or something. Um, Steph, yeah, their record is crazy. Steph hasn't played every single game, so Draymond has been carrying a lot of the defensive load anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Clay coming back, I mean, Clay comes back next month. It's going to be crazy. Obviously, he's, he's the yeah. mastermind as well. But, you know, when, when people talk about the Warriors dynasty, they forget that original two weren't Steph and Clay. They were Steph and Draymond. No. <laughs> yeah. Because in 2014-15, who, who was setting uh, screens for Steph to knock those shots? It was Draymond. It wasn't Clay Thompson. Yeah. He was still doing good, but it was Draymond and Steph, the pick and roll. Um, as watched NBA a couple years back, you would know. My first is obviously Bam out of bio. He's Miami's one of the best teams in the East. 
uh, not only can he defend the rim like Bam Adebayo, like like sorry, like Rudy Gobert does. Bam's a bit of an undersized center, he's sort of like a power forward. He's like six nine, six ten. I think he's a very, very good Giannis type of defender where he can control the perimeter, and he's quick. He has vertical um, quickness, so he can jump, he can move around. He's a very athletic big man. That's why I think this year is going to be Bam Adebayo's campaign. Yeah, I kind of felt bad because like picking Rudy Gobert, I just felt like he always gets like the attention when it comes to a defensive player of the year. I feel like Anthony Davis might just like win it this year. I don't know. He's at a slow start. I'm telling you, the Lakers' defense has been terrible. If he was going to win it, it would have been in 2020 when Giannis won it. Uh, but no, I don't think it's happening this year. It would have to be crazy for AD to make a comeback defensively. Yeah. Be in the top. Is it because, like, is it because, wait, he went through some injuries, right? Um, but, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, especially with injuries, um, with Bam. Remember when the Lakers and the. Uh, Miami he were going up and he had to like miss a couple games in the finals I forgot I think it was like a sprained finger or something he missed one game yeah that was a tough loss like losing him was like such a key component for like Miami's defense then he had another injury last year in the playoffs against the Suns or this year in the playoffs against the Suns he's a very injury prone guy but the reason I say he's not going to be in it because the other day it was Bucks and Lakers, and you know the big matchup was AD versus Giannis. Giannis dropped almost 50 on him. He had like 17 or something. It doesn't look like he wants to answer the call when LeBron's not there. Dispute for a second. There we go. Um, yeah. Also, uh, AD went up against Jason Tatum the other day against Celtics, and Jason Tatum off. He might have like 33 or 35 or something like that. Um, basically, what I'm saying is AD doesn't want to answer the call, and I don't think he is ready to make that transition yet, especially since we get it done with Russ. Like, I don't know why, but him and Russ, like, they're supposed to fit together, but they just don't. I don't know. Right, let me see his stats real quick. We're going to pull up his stats, and then... And we'll cover curious. the last one. We'll cover the big one, ladies and gentlemen, but we're going to get to it in just a second. Ooh, okay, so he's averaging 24 points per game, 3 assists. 18% from three-point, which doesn't really matter for him, and 51% uh, field goal average. AD, right? Yeah. Three-point shooting has been terrible, but... It should I mean, is he... I mean, for for him, it's not, like, that necessary. There's obviously other players... Oh, it's, um, it's not, but, like, he has to be at least 30%. I think, I think what's the average in the NBA? 35%, I think, is the average. He has to be in the yeah. at least like 18% is on it. Even Giannis is shooting better from three, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, Dwight Howard is actually shooting better from the three than AD as well, which is crazy to think about. But um, he has to, I mean, even if his three point isn't like falling down, like he shouldn't completely rely on it. Especially since he bulked yeah. up, he just bulked up this past summer so he can play center. Now it just seems like he's way too big to even like, I don't know, I feel like he's kind of scared. He has this mental thing in him where he doesn't want to play center that much because feel like he might get hurt again because he's going to get roughed up by like beat or someone you know, like a real center who starts posting up AD's kind of fragile so he might fall out just like that I hope AD picks it up because I'm expecting the Lakers to do big things this season anyways guys this is the big one right? who is your top three for MVP ooh top three well my first one has to be um, Steph Curry, obviously, for MVP. 
Um, just the, just the way he's playing right now, it's just. I mean, you can just watch his highlight reel. And like, sorry, sorry. Wait, what? You're, supposed start, you're supposed to start from three. Oh, okay. Give, all right, whatever. No, that's fine. <laughs> okay, so, you know, I feel like it's going to be either Steph, KD, or Giannis. Oh, okay. Okay. Just, I'll just talk about them, like, just in general. Just the amount of, just the way they've been playing recently and, like, just elevating their team. Just, like, incredible to watch. Um, Steph, obviously, like, it just feels like he's in his prime, like, forever. Like, uh, there's, like, no slowing down for him. He's hitting those shots, those tough contested shots. And especially with, like, the new rules where you can't really, like, bait um, defenders to, like, uh, foul you. You know, he's been working around that, you know. Because, like, a lot of his um, uh, points, like, not a lot, but, like, some of them were, like, him just, like, baiting with, like, a fake look. And then he'll, like, draw, draw and then pull up. Yeah, so like, yeah, and I think all three of those guys are like point point leaders right now too. They're averaging like twenty eight points, I think, all of them. But I have their stats if you want to know. Um, um, yeah. Anything else you want to say? Yeah, that's about it. At least it's very close to you. So, who would be your second place, Giannis or KD? I'm put KD. This is very close to yours. Instead of Giannis, I have another international big, Kola Jokic. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, that's fair. Number three is KD, okay? Um, KD's averaging 28.1, which is second best in the league behind Steph. He's averaging just over five assists and almost eight boards a game. He's shooting 40% from three, 56%. Yeah. 56% oh, So he's been doing insane. Reason he's number three and not number two, because I mean he's, he's top three because of Harden, as you said, because of the rule changes. Harden's game hasn't really been effective, so Katie mm-hmm. has to carry a lot of the load. Um, the reason he's not second is that I, I just think Jokic is a little bit better this season thus far. Could change down the line. Katie could become number one if you really wanted to. Um, as of now, Katie is going to be my number three. If your scam keeps cutting out. Oh shit. Yeah, I don't know. The connection's going off. Number two is uh, last year's, or this year's MVP, last season's MVP. He's averaging 26.4 points, which is fifth in the league. Mm-hmm. He's averaging the second most boards in the league at 13.6. He's averaging six, four assists, okay? So those are already pretty impressive stats because he's averaging, what, 26, 14, and six. That's really impressive. Three-point percentage, however, higher than Kevin Williams. He's shooting 41% from three. Obviously, he's not taking as many three-point shots as Kobe. Yeah, yeah. That's still really impressive. And his field goal percentage, 59% on the field. It's a center. I get it. I get it. I get it. But a lot of his shots are jump shots. If you guys watch any Nuggets game, you'll know that a lot of Jokic's shots are mid-range or three-point shots. He's not number one. I'll tell you what number one is. It is Steph Curry. Medigan already said it. He's leading the league in scoring. 28.2. Oh, shit, yeah. I think last year he averaged, last season he averaged 31, but this year he's averaging 28. He's the main reason why the Warriors are the best team in the league right now. Um, he's averaging just under six rebounds and he's averaging about seven assists. Those are pretty normal stats for his staff, other than points, which is crazy. He's averaging uh, 42% from three point range, which is 
insane because it's like the average is like what 30 30 35 or something he's averaging 42. his field goal percentage has been a little bit down it's only 46 percent which is still impressive but you have to realize it's the only real offense that they're on that team yeah. that he's playing so he's being double teamed a lot of the times which makes sense but yeah it would be steph pitch kd i don't even think about Giannis, but he'd probably be like fourth for me the only reason i didn't put Giannis is because Milwaukee hasn't been playing that well Milton and Drew yeah. Milton and Drew Holiday have been injured, I think. Giannis has had to carry a lot of the load and he's been facing a lot of laws. And his jump shot has gotten better, but defense has gone better, everything has gotten better this season. It just seems like he's getting better every year. But yeah. I don't think he's had some bad games here and there. So I wouldn't put him three. He's he's, he's basically right there, uh, if I had to break it down. Yeah, I think once we see um clay come back healthy we're really gonna see like the full like full healthy warriors that we like been wanting to see for like the past what like two three seasons um i think once like yeah that clay just that, that chemistry is just like undefeated so we're really gonna that's gonna even like boost i feel like his like the to make like steph curry like the favorite um for mvp but yeah no all, all those three guys for sure that might hurt Steph Curry, honestly, because if Clay comes back and takes a shot, it's going to become difficult. Like, I remember two seasons ago when LeBron was second for MVP. AD, the only reason he was second and not first, you could argue, because of AD. A lot of the points were going to AD, a lot of the boards were going to AD. <clears throat> Obviously, Giannis won, but in AD that same year, he got snubbed for defensive player of the year. It's Giannis. You could argue that AD deserved that because the Lakers were such a good defensive team point where his individual defensive ability didn't seem that good in a way maybe when clay comes back and the warriors are still doing great people will be like oh you know steph is great but he's not that good because he's had clay thompson inside let's see yeah yeah i think to end this episode we should uh mention our title favorites who we got in the east who we got in the west this is the early Ooh, okay. this is gonna this is gonna change every every month or something so Okay, so who we think is going to be like the top seed for each? Oh, um, not top seed. Who's going to be in the conference finals? Oh, in the conference finals. Okay. Oh, yeah. Do we want to start off with the East or the West? Blue East. Okay. So in the East, I'm thinking it's going to be a Chicago versus Brooklyn oh. um, finals. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. I just like I feel like Chicago just like has that chip on their shoulder. They're just like, yo, we gotta prove something this season. You know, we're a new look team. I feel like just like the motivation and like the team chemistry. Like you've seen how happy all those guys are to be playing. So like I feel like they're just gonna. I just really want them. Like I feel like they're, they're the underdog in this situation. So I feel like yeah, that's gonna be interesting. If that does happen, that would be really cool. My East, I got Brooklyn and Milwaukee, but again, it's gonna come down to see. Okay. I'm going to say Milwaukee yeah. because they're reigning defending champions. You can't count them out. I don't think Hawks yeah. are going to be there. I don't think Chicago is going to be there. I don't think they have that much playoff experience. I don't think um, Philly's going to be there because Ben Simmons is there. I don't think Philly's going to be there. Yeah. Uh, Knicks aren't going to be there either. Hawks, Tor- Toronto might be. Toronto might be. Uh, yeah, Scotty Barnes, 100%. The, the, one, guy, the one team that uh, has the chance of uh, getting to the conference finals is the Hawks. Hmm. I wouldn't put Chicago ahead of them either. I think it's Milwaukee and uh, Brooklyn for sure. And I think Brooklyn's going to win it and go to the finals. 
Okay. Wait, who do you think? Uh, West? Okay, um... Brooklyn's gonna win in seven, by the way, against Milwaukee. Okay. Okay, for... I feel like, for me, Brooklyn will win in five against Chicago. Okay. Uh, for... Okay. Alright, so you want to start off with the West? Who do you think? West, I got Lakers and I got Warriors. I don't think Clippers are going to be there because Kawhi's out. I think Suns are going to mm-hmm. be there, believe it or not. Suns are playing amazing. I don't think they're going to get it done in the playoffs. I don't know why. I just have a feeling. Um, I think Nuggets are going to get it done because Jamal Murray's injured. Portland's um, been terrible this season. Both boys. I think I'm missing uh, Phoenix. Phoenix. I talked about Phoenix. Uh, Oh. Utah. Utah's going to be a tough team. But I don't think they're going to the conference finals. I got Warriors and Lakers. Steph for LeBron. I got Lakers winning that. Seven. Because Clay's going to come back. I'm going to say seven. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, that's, that's exactly my prediction, too. Warriors and Lakers. If we get a full, healthy Warriors team, I think they might win in six. Oh, Okay. Because if it goes to seven, if it goes to game seven, I feel like LeBron is just gonna go into demon mode and just like do some shit, shake, shake some shit up. Steph, yeah. Steph hasn't been the most clutch in game sevens, as we all know. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna go. So you, your finals is Warriors in Brooklyn, isn't it? Yeah. Who's winning that? Simple answer, I'd say. Uh, okay, if I'm, it's just hard to picture like a fully healthy Warriors team. I feel like a lot of it gravitates towards how well Clay Thompson, his return is as well, because he's gonna help spread the floor too. Because not everyone's gonna be like double teaming Steph, you know. I think, I think without Clay, they're gonna get to the conference finals and face Lakers. Like if Clay, even, even if he's like a trash player, yeah. I think Warriors are still getting to the conference finals. That's how much I believe in Steph Curry. Yeah, so I think. Yeah, if it's coming down to, again, it might be a Warriors, Nets, Game 7. I mean, Game 6, Warriors take it. Oh, I thought you were going to say Nets are going to take it. But my finals would be, here's Nets. I think Lakers would take it in 6. I think their defense is going to get better. Because Frank Holmes mm-hmm. is a defensive coach. He's going to end up, LeBron's going to make us an AD and him work. I think it's just going to work out. And I think their firepower would be too much for Nets. Because Brooklyn's bench is very old. They have guys like Aldridge. They have guys like Paul Millsap. Very old players. They're not, you know, a shell. They're a shell of who they used to be. Um, Brooklyn's second best player is actually Patty Mills right now. It's not even Harden. So. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, because what I'm picturing right now is like a healthy Warriors team, you know, and then I'm also picturing a Nets team without Kyrie. Um, and then this is gonna be, wait, yeah, this is gonna be the first finals. For um, Dean Nash is like Brooklyn, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I feel like. But out of the second round last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they lost to. Wait, which team was it? Up, they lost up, to. lost to Milwaukee in seven. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. At home. And. Oh, was it because um, it was because Katie's foe was on the line, right? When he yeah. did that turnaround, like, fadeaway? Oh, yeah, that was so hard. Giannis was off that series, so. Crazy. Yeah. It was Kyrie and Kyrie and Harden. Oh, sorry. Kyrie and KD were healthy first game, and it destroyed Milwaukee. I think second mm-hmm. or third game, Kyrie got injured and Harden came back. They never had all. Oh, okay. Games. Like one got injured, one came back. They really got their groove, but I think Milwaukee. Um, Milwaukee would have lost if Kyrie was healthy. That's for sure. 
that's what happened yeah. this year. I think Brooklyn's going to figure it out and get past Milwaukee. I don't think they're getting past Lakers. Yeah. I mean, like, again, like, Brooklyn is still doing great without Kyrie, obviously. But I just feel like Golden State just has, like, that, you know, that experience, especially with, like, Steve Kerr versus, like, Steve Nash. Oh. Yeah, just, like... Because I was going to say, Brooklyn has a lot of experience. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, well, in terms of, like, uh, like coaching, too, you know? Yeah, I yeah. But yeah, guys, tell me it's gonna be super interesting for sure. It'll be a great season, and if you guys want us to cover it, make sure you leave a like down below. Uh, let us know in the comments what else topics you guys want us to talk about. Maybe again or watching the NBA almost every day. If you guys want to know? No, you you more than me for sure. I haven't been watching. I think for November I haven't been watching much because this school's been like destroying me left and right. So yeah. I've been watching all the games at like four, three or four a.m. I've been having to stay up and watch. Yeah, he's this guy. You're you're losing a lot of sleep over watching games because he's in the UK, so his uh, the time difference is like crazy. Five hours so, ahead, so about five hours ahead, yeah. Uh, but anyways, guys, again, leave a like if you guys enjoyed. Again, if you guys want us to do this, maybe like mid season, we could do another one. Yeah, the season started October and we're in November, so maybe next month, early next year, we could like a, yeah, maybe, do like a midway, you know. Maybe update on our predictions if you guys want to. Or maybe like all like on the All Star break weekend, we can like that would be a good good point to like review the season. A lot of guys are gonna come back from injuries. A lot of guys are gonna get better. They're gonna get worse. Yeah. No. Yeah, early season predictions are super tough to make. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we've had a month and a bit uh, so far until the season has started. So we've been able to do this video. But again, if you guys want to do more, leave a like down below. Anyways, guys, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Madigan? Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Again, if you're listening to us on Spotify, uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, any of those platforms, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate that you're here. We'll be back again next week. So till then, thanks for watching, and see you later. Bye.